Hey guys, welcome to Two Dudes Talking. I'm DJ. That's Dustin. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's 2021. Um, as Dustin pointed out, um, offline, it's what the 21st. What is it now? I'm gonna get this wrong, but I'll try it. It's the 21st yeah. day of the 20. I don't freaking remember. It's like the 21st it's day. Of the 21st. Fuck it out. Apparently, it's 21. The whole 21, bunch of 21. 21. Whatever that. Whatever that means to you. Yeah, it's like twenty first day, twenty first. Yeah, something. So I don't fucking know. Whatever it is, I'm sure QAnon has oh, figured out a way day, to. It's the twenty first day in the twenty first year of the twenty first century. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I'm sure QAnon has figured out a way to manipulate it and scare people into lizard people. It's the day that lizard people are born or something, right? Oh, yeah, um, anyway, let's get let's get into it. Um, this Saturday, uh, Conor McGregor takes on Dustin Poirier. So McGregor is back. And then we also have Dan Hooker versus um, and welcoming to the UFC. Um, Bellator, one, Bellator's once um, champion, uh, Michael Chandler. Yeah, let's two huge let's, fights. Let's, yeah, let's just let's let's kick it off with with um the diamond versus McGregor um versus Mac. I, I mean, look the way I see it, McGregor finished Poirier really quick the last time they fought. Um, yeah, I don't see it going down like this again. I think that Dustin Poirier is a fantastic fighter who can learn from his mistakes. I don't see it getting past the second round, though. I think it's. I think the diamond is pounded into dust by round two. Um, what about you? What are your thoughts? I think Connor's going to come out pissed off. Uh, and I think he's going to try and end it early. And if he can't, he's going to try and end it in amazing fashion in the second round. Because as Khabib said, he's not coming out of retirement unless somebody shows him something. So you got to yeah. show him something. Yeah, I, I really like so far how the lead up has been. It's been, you know, there hasn't been talk shit talking back and forth. It's been, we have a mutual respect for one another. Um, Kenny Florian had pointed out on, on Twitter that like, he did the same thing with Cowboy. And I'm like, well, you know, it's because he has respect for these guys. Um, but also too, they're not a Diaz brother. They're, they just, they don't bring that side out in um, Conor McGregor. So you be um, careful what you say about Stockton. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but look, yeah, if if one of these guys does something spectacular, maybe it'll entice Khabib to to, to come back because um, obviously he's not going to be fighting GSP. Um, that I, that I fight wish. is is dead, um, according to Dana. So. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, do you, so you see it the same way? Do you see um, McGregor pulling this off pretty quickly? Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to try and come out and show Khabib, like, hey, come back. We have unfinished business, even though Khabib finished the business when they fought. But, yeah. you know, and then unless Khabib says, oh, you got to go fight the supposedly interim title holder, and I'll wait. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. It's super enticing if McGregor does something spectacular and then because he was like, we can sell this fight because now people think that you can beat me and, you know, why not go make a few more um, million bucks off a fight? Um, And I know it's going to be easy work. um, But it's not going to happen anytime soon. 
Could you never know. Not, well, I do. Khabib's probably not training. A holy month is coming up in April. He's not going to fight during that. He's not going to fight immediately afterwards because he's probably going to have to go back into camp. So we're so talking summer. about we're talking July, about July fourth. We're talking. We're talking the July fourth card. That's perfect Maybe. for this. It all it all lines up. Um, moving on, Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler. Really excited um, about that fight. Should be a great fight. Be, yeah, Chandler Michael Chandler. Chandler only puts on great. Like he, yeah. he's not a boring fighter. He's going to come out and hopefully put on a great show like he did in Bellator repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, Dan Hooker's the same way. He's a pretty exciting fighter. Um, And look, I think that Khabib also opened the door for if one of these guys does something interesting, I might be enticed to to come in. I think that it's more, that's more um, because of Chandler, not because of Hooker. Um, Hooker, I think, is the five ranked guy michael chandler not ranked yet this is going to be his opportunity to kind of get into that that mix with a with a win but um i see michael chandler um getting a a quick knockout to dan hooker probably second round as as well um and i could also see him taking on a mcgregor if mcgregor wins um because and but that's only if chandler does something you know exciting I could also see the fight being a slugfest because both guys like to swing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see it just being an all-out brutal, just I'm going to hit you, you're going to hit me for three rounds, and eventually one of us is going to drop. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it could go either way, but I would like Chandler to have a good showing because if he doesn't, I just think it reflects really poorly on Bellator, truthfully. So I think a lot of people in Bellator are holding their breath going, please, please show up. Yeah, and I mean, it's been a mixed bag um, for for Bellator fighters in the in the UFC ranks, so um, you know I think I think Michael Chandler, look, he's been always been a Bellator loyalist. Um, he's been a good soldier, um, and I think that he wants to to show that you know the guys in in Bellator can compete with the guys of the UFC, and hopefully he can build a here's case. His, for here's that. his chance. Yeah. yeah, we will see what happens this Saturday on on pay per view, um, and. Yeah, moving on. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL. So, I wanted to give, yeah, I wanted to give you a stat and kind of see where we go from there. You know, um, talk about this for a couple minutes. But um, over the course of you know the last couple years, so since 2018, there have been 26 uh, head coach openings. What two? I know where you're going. You know where I'm going. I mean, what how many it? do you What's think? You like probably two? know this. You've probably seen this stat then. Like, you know, how many how many head coaches of, you know, of color um, have been hired? I want to say like two, but I might be high on that number. No, you're 100% right. It's two. Oh, that was a guess. Um, so I only, I mean, look, it's it's been a stat that's been, been floating around um, today, especially with the announcement of another young um coach being hired um with the eagles and um look he's a i think either 29 or 30 i think he's 39 years old i think he's 39 he he falls into the sean mcveigh kind of mold right this young hot shot um coordinator and let's see if we can win with this guy because he's going to bring a different um a different um eye to to our team yeah which is all well and good um uh, 
but and I know the NFL with the Rooney rule, et cetera, pushes NFL teams to um, diversify, diversify their hiring practices. Uh, and I supposedly. am in no, yeah, I'm in no doubt that they followed those rules, but they still picked whomever they wanted anyway, uh, because owners are going to owner and they're going to do whatever the heck they want. Um, but you know, my 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 question is is why aren't minority candidates getting these jobs? You know, there's Eric Bieniemy still hanging out there. Um, you know, he should be head coach. Of all the openings right now, Salah with the Jets has been the the the, the one um, that has been hired so far. I've shared I've shared my um, my own experience with the NFL and their hiring practices, but I don't have to tell you um, or you anything. But um, I just feel like you know there's something wrong. There's absolutely yeah. something wrong um with what's going on and i i just i don't know how we continue to um to to miss the mark and i think it's the nfl's fault i agree with you look they have the rooney rule and i think they use that as a defense against then hiring whoever the hell they wanted to hire they just go oh yeah we met with you know whoever the person is but yeah we didn't like them because this that or the other reason yeah but then they hire the guy they wanted originally anyway the enemy should be if I mistake the name, somebody correct me. No, it's B enemy. Should be a head coach. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic that he's not. And the guy that the Eagles just hired, I don't want to say has less experience than B enemy, but pretty similar experience, if not the has, same experience. He has less. Um, and if it's even worse. Um, and I understand he's never played NFL ball like B enemy has. Um, so. Look, I, I just, I, I just think that. Look, the knock on the enemy is he doesn't call the plays. But who cares? Who, yeah, who cares? As, as a head coach, you don't necessarily call the plays anyway. Your, um, that's what your OC's for. But you're always, you're always, like I said, you're always going to find an excuse um, to not hire someone and and take a chance. Um, I just thought that Laurie, who's the um, the owner of the Eagles, would have been a little bit more progressive um in in finding somebody but i don't know i I, you know a lot of teams have have player committees that that help um in the interview process i don't know if the eagles do that I, i like i said i'm disappointed i'm disappointed in the team but i'm more disappointed in the nfl to not figure out they can regulate every other damn thing they can't figure out a way to make these billionaire owners do the job that they're supposed to do, which is encourage diversity and not continue to perpetuate um, the plantation mentality that exists at all of the different teams across yeah. the league, across Look, the league. My, my only question, and I have no knowledge one way or the other, I'm just throwing this out there. Do you think that the owner asked Carson Wentz to try and you know, keep Carson Wentz? Hey, who do you want as your head coach? Like if anybody out there, who do you want? And do you think he said, yeah, I want that guy that they hired? Look, outside of a player committee, I don't think that you should be asking one player. I mean, and it's similar to, I don't agree that, you know, a lot of people are out there saying Deshaun Watson and Houston should have, um, you know, have some say into who's being hired. I think that he should have some say, but not the say. Um, like I said, I yeah, think you that- can, you, can, you can ask him all you like and he can tell you. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to do it. 
look, I, I like interview by committee. Um, I like having three defensive players, three off- offensive players being involved in, in the process to making sure that um, you've done your due diligence. And it doesn't have to be a formal committee interview. It could be, hey, pick up the phone, give this guy a call, ask him a couple questions. Let me know what you think. Happens all the time in the business world. Why can't they do it here? I don't know. Well, no, I do know. It's because the NFL still continues to be racist. It is a systemic racism thing. It is part of their process. And eventually this will get wiped out, but maybe maybe not in our lifetime. But we have to keep pushing and we have to keep questioning and we have to keep doing things like this that push that envelope. I agree. Anyway, it's it's sad. That's all I got. That's all you got. It, yep. All right. Thanks for listening, following, watching. Um, we'll be back next week. Let us know in the comments what you think. Peace.